Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This makes me very happy to be able to say this. Please join me in welcoming the legendary Jashaka. It's a real buzz for me personally to be able to host this lecture today because the man sitting beside me has had a massive influence on me and so many people in the UK and around the world. Um, for people in the room that aren't familiar with yourself or what you do, um, could you introduce yourself, please, and um, describe what you do in Sound System? This is Joshaka, spiritual sound system, playing spiritual music from in the 60s in England where there was a lot of difficulty with um, people arriving from the Caribbean and um, the music was the thing that kept people together because when the people left Africa to go to Jamaica and the Caribbean all they could bring is their songs and their music they weren't able to bring um, things with them on the slave ship. They were unable. All they had was their songs and memories of home. So over the years, the music has kept the people together. Uh, in the 50s and 60s in London, there were like house parties, parties in rooms, 50, 60 people. There were only what we call record players, but it kept the people together and um, let families know other families, which was very important at that time because the people were segregated. Um, when the black people arrived in England in those days, uh, the difficulty was even to get a room, to get somewhere to live was very difficult. So you had to be very skillful. The nurses came from the Caribbean and helped the UK system. Uh, the people working in the hospitals, nurses, and people like that, and doctors came from the Caribbean to help their families left in Jamaica and left in the Caribbean. That was the reason for people to come uh, to the UK and other countries was to better themselves and to make sure that the people left behind in the Caribbean, that's the only kind of insurance the families had in those countries, were the people and their families that went abroad. Some people went to Canada, some people went to America and was able to have jobs. And um, so, over the period of time, the music is the thing that all the people had because it was very difficult for them in the early days. 
Um, could you explain what the Windrush was? In the Windrush time, it's one of the first ships that came to England with the first arrivals from Jamaica. And those, as I was just saying, those people had to be skillful because England wouldn't allow you to come there to just sit around. You had to have a skill or a gift, something to offer the country. So those people, when they came to London, it was to help the system of London. That's why they were able to come there, because Jamaica did not receive independence until 1962. Uh, Jamaica was ruled by the British until 1962, where they were able to get their independence, to separate themselves. Therefore, people could have Jamaican passports. So there was no Jamaican passport before 1962, or no Jamaican money. There was no Jamaican dollars. The money was English money, pounds, shillings, and pence. In the early days, that was the currency for Jamaica and for England. So um, it was very difficult after the Windrush time. And because of the Windrush, more people were able to come to London um, to send for their friends. So if their friends was living somewhere, they could write a letter to Jamaica saying, come to England and get a job and able to help the families and able to maybe get a property which was very, very difficult. Because when we, in the Windrush time, and the black people go into London, on the doors of the houses, and the gates of the houses, there were signs saying, no blacks, no Irish, and no dogs. These were the signs on the houses. So black people had it very difficult because you were rated like you were not a human being. So growing up, um, our parents and people that directed our lives would tell us, you have to work very hard to overcome such a system, such a regime. So you had to be very skillful. So the Windrush people, they worked hard that others could come. Mm. Yes, to England. And you're born in Jamaica, but what, what year did, which year did you arrive in London? Well, we came into England 1956. Right, and so you're school, schoolboy age at that time? Well, uh, very young. Yeah. Yeah. And what were your first experiences like at, at school? Well, it was very difficult, as I'm explaining, for black people because arriving in England at that time, very few black people. So the schools might be one or two other families or two other children, black. All the rest of the school is white. So if they say, go back to your country, we don't want you here. Very, very difficult time. Very difficult. So. The music is what kept the people together and the good memories of the past where
people used to enjoy themselves without having money. Money was not the enjoyment. The enjoyment was to meet other people. For other people to get together, it was a joy. Yeah. When was the first time that you were uh, enchanted by a sound system? And when was the first time you were allowed to touch one? Well, I would speak, uh, I think, before that. Um, I don't know about the schools in Japan, but the schools in England said, don't bring toys to school. No toys to school. But I got a gift of a mouth organ, mouth organ. So I had it in my pocket, and I used to take it out in the school, but it was forbidden for toys. So the teacher said, um, you know that you're not supposed to have this, but can you play? And I said, yes, I can play. Let's stop the class. Everybody stop, he's going to play. So I had to play. And so that was my first um, idea that you could entertain people. Because at the ending of me playing, the crowd clapped. So, uh, so, the, so that will bring us to entertainment. So very early, there was a sound system now um, named Freddie Cloudburst in southeast London, which was very close to us, which at that time, no children or young person allowed to touch equipment. No, no, no touch, no touch. So because of that, and we're looking after equipment, polish, owner of equipment say, play records. So people said, I can play. But that crowd at that time were elder people. We were young and we are playing to people 50, 60 years old. So we had to know what kind of record to play for older people, not young, old. So. Going through that training with Freddie Cloudburst, it served a purpose for us. And what kind of records did you have to play for them at that time? All kind of, um, yeah, well, uh, you got Nina Simone, you got Tamla Motown with Diana Ross, you got The Temptations, you got groups like this, The Drifters, and people like this in the early days of England because they didn't start to make Jamaican music yet at that time. So we were collecting music from America. And the people in Jamaica were listening songs from America. Only one station in Jamaica, Rediffusion, so the people were listening music from America and get inspiration to do music in Jamaica. So at that time, only one radio station to listen to music. So people were glad that some people like Studio One and other studios were able 
to make, provide equipment for singers and musicians to come and play. Hence, you have a school in Jamaica, um, the name is Alpha Boys School in Jamaica, where a lot of uh, legendary musicians, they grew up in the Alpha Boys School, which that school was run by a lady named Sister Ignatius, which it was a Catholic school. But um, the Catholic people decided to let the children get instruments to learn to play music. So you have many great musicians what came up through Alpha, like Tommy McCook, Augustus Pablo, and many more people that grew up in Alpha Boys School in Jamaica. So listening to American music and English music inspired people to say, ah, my friend can make music. He's a good singer. So your friend will say, oh, you can sing, you're good. And you try to go to studio to put your feelings from the heart. So many songs at that time came from within a soul, within a heart, because it was very important time for our people. Can you talk to us about the concept of um, sound system, having a sound system, and a little bit about the hierarchy within the sound system of you know starting off as a box boy and then learning the equipment and making the equipment? Well, as I said, we came through Freddie Cloudburst sound system. And um, after that time, we decided as you to have a sound system for ourselves, which in that time, because of the difficulty of black people coming to London or coming to England, we had to have something to bring message to people, to bring message to people. Therefore, many people at that time were in black power, which someone called Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Angela Davis, and other great people were sending messages for the people to be united around the world. So therefore, this transpired to come to London where many people were feeling the pain of suffering, not good jobs, not being able to make money, very difficult. So these messages from these great leaders like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King and such forth gave the people hope. And hope was very important because nothing else was there. So you had to only hope for the future and pray for the people for the future. Very difficult time for our people. So because of this, in those days, because of the black power, the sound system was formed for a vehicle for the message, to bring message of peace, to bring people together. Um, you have great leaders, national heroes in Jamaica, 
I'm sure you have heard of Marcos Garvey, um, a great leader in Jamaica, what also bring messages to the people. These people are very important. That's how they become national heroes, because what they stood for, what they believed in, and what they lived by. So therefore, these things had been handed down that some people will carry on the work. Like for instance, if I come next year, this person might be Minister of Trade. This person might be manager of company. Because when you practice something, eventually it will reach somewhere. So you set high targets that if you miss, you still are somewhere. You set high targets and if you don't hit center, you're still somewhere. So this is important. So many messages like from Martin Luther King and these people were sown amongst our people for some other person to take message on to further level. So the music helped to do that. Um, in Poland, the Freedom Party, their messages were spread by reggae. In Poland, Freedom Party, messages to help freedom fighter, reggae music. When Bob Marley went to Zimbabwe for independence, reggae music. So it's very important messages. And also, the music help vocabulary words. People learn to speak English by listening to music. They learn words. I've been in Ghana before. Someone I meet can sing All One Love by Bob Marley but can't speak English. But they can sing that song but can't speak English. When the song is finished, can't speak. So they learn to speak English around the world through the music. So it is important not just to dance, to listen to message. Message is very important to spread amongst the people. So I say again, we plant the seeds that it will grow because you have professors in England and around the world studying about music, what it does for people. Professor in university in England study about music, where it came from. During the studies of the professors that study about music, they want to find out origin of music. When they check all the records to find out, they go back to Africa with the drum.
the drum. The Indians used to send smoke signal for message. Someone on a mountain could see message. In Africa, drum is used to send message. The drum speaks. So when the professors check everything, they find out the music and the beat from Africa. Very important. So the professor have said this, not just I, studies about culture, about where people come from. Give thanks. You're considered very much in the UK the sort of father of sound systems, certainly dub reggae sound systems, and have gone on to influence so many more. What was the moment where you found your particular, um, where, what was the moment where you first started your own sound and decided to do that? And furthermore, how did you find your own musical um, direction? You know, because you've stayed very firmly true to the dub reggae sound all the way through the 70s, 80s, 90s to the present day. What was the moment that made you realize that that was the message that you wanted to spread? Well, from early childhood, um, I played as a musician, because we play instruments. From school, we are playing the drums, we are playing guitar, we are playing keyboards. And then you have a part of when our parents were in churches in England. So many churches had bands with choir, singing, band playing in the churches. Um, in fact, one of the churches um, in Southeast London was formed in my mother's house. So we had an early insight of the church. So we became very thoughtful about what God wants us to do. What difference can we make in the world today? So we decided at that time, through the, the movement of the Fasimbas movement in London, that this would be a way to spread a message to enlighten, to give people more knowledge. Because we still see that they say people have five senses. Five senses, they have said. But we think that there's two more senses, um, which will make seven. Telepathy, where you spread message from mind. Telepathy, and you have intuition. Intuition is my, you can see far away. Intuition and telepathy will develop your mind. Like, for instance, some of the people here would have heard about Beethoven, or Mozart, or Bach, or Tchaikovsky. These are early musicians who they write music, written music, Beethoven, they write music. But sometime in Jamaica, 
And in England, people don't write. They play from memory. From memory. So when the band is on the stage to play, you hear the drummer say, one, two, one, two, three, music. No sheet, no read. No read, no sheet. So memory training, very important. Practice, preparation, very important things. Do you want to play us a record to any, any record? All right, give thanks. Rastafari. I'll find something to play for you. Cool. Just a minute. This is one of our productions because Shaka made um, quite a few albums and seven inch and disco, a lot of CDs we made over the years concerning what we are speaking about. So we have made music to give that message. That's the fair. Job music. This is dub. Concentrate on the bass mostly. The Bible said praise on the drum and the bass and the sound of high flying cymbals. So this is a dub music, New Testament of dub on Shaka label. We are playing from this album. New Testament of dub. And I give thanks and praise to Jah. Cha is good and his mercies enjoy it forever. Cha is good and his mercies enjoy it forever. Give thanks and praise unto Cha. I say we give thanks and praise unto Cha. I say that Jaja make a walk and a Jaja make a talk. A Jaja make a walk and a Jaja make a talk. Let Jaja be a guiding star. And let Jaja be a guiding star. I said that whether you come from near or far, and whether you come by bus or car, let Jaja be your guiding star. Let Jaja be your guiding star. Love Ja and live, I say you curse him, you will die. Love Ja and live, you better love Selassie. Ja is the light of the world. Ja is the light of the world. Ja is a bright and morning star Ja is a bright and morning star Ja is the lily of the valley The bright and morning star Ja is the lily of the valley The bright and morning star Ja, 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 ja Rastafari Ja, 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 ja Rastafari Cha 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 Rastafari 
Cha 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 Rastafari Cha cha the pan earth him now in the sky Cha cha the pan earth your better love Selassie Cha is my guiding star Cha is my guiding star Cha is my guiding star Inspiration from Ja Rastafari to the people of Japan Rastafari yeah. Rastafari Selassie Always give down Selassie Is that commandments in dub? New Testament of dub, right? Yeah I want to show a video um, of you at the Rocket in the UK If that's okay with you um, I think this is late 70s. Have we got video? Yeah. All right. Let me see if I can work this technology. Right. The quality is really bad, but you get the vibe. Oh. Yeah. 
What's that? Message. You want to play a message? Yeah. He just told me that's Dennis Brown's voice saying Shaka. I always wondered. Yeah, Virgin Dennis Brown. Roger Robin, I see Ja album, Ja Shaka production. I see Ja, Roger Robin, young singer in London. Thank you. So the, the video that we just watched, what what year is that? Do you reckon? The one we just that's had about on? seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah. And and that's in the Rocket in Holloway Road, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't get to come to the Rocket until the 90s, but I, um, amazingly came to see you in the same venue, mm -hmm. you know, over 20 years later. And um, the same thing fascinates me as what fascinated me in that video. The first thing that happens is, you, you know, you have to get over the physical impact of going into the space and feeling the music, which is a physical experience. 
And then once you've acclimatized to that, I was just fascinated by the equipment. So right now I want to get technical and for you to start talking to us about what was the equipment that you built to put together that legendary sound system? Well, in the early days, we had ideas of earlier sounds coming like from Jamaica and sound systems coming from Jamaica to England and records coming. We had ideas and because of the topics of freedom of the people, we made certain design. So in the early days, if you had some equipment, it wouldn't be the same as this person equipment or that person equipment because you had your preference to how you wanted to sound. So you had some expert builders uh, of amplifiers because it wasn't bought in shops. These were built by uh, friends or companions or close people put you in touch with somebody that could build an amplifier. So you had to, after the amplifier was built, you had to explain to the builder or engineer what you want to sound like. Do you want your bass here? Do you want your bass there? Do you want your treble here or here? Or do you want your mid-range here? You had to explain your preference. And um, that made the early days of sound system, each sound system was unique. Nowadays, the sound systems, some amplifiers are bought by in shops and it's not custom. So it's difficult for them to change the equipment. But in the early days, engineers were available, great engineers to make things that you could tell them, I want this, I want this, I want it to sound like this. So um, as I explained before, practicing and testing over the years and collecting information and listening to sounds, different sounds, and being a musician, um, like I would explain now to many people that are in logic and um, computer making music, it's very important to know about true sound. When I say true sound, I mean a drum, what is the real sound of a drum? So you have to have the idea of what is a real drum? Although you are using a computer, you want it to sound real. So therefore, some people will sample real instruments into their computer. Real bass drum, real Hyatt, real guitar sample. So when you play, when you play your computer, you will get a more true sound because the computer is made with certain sounds in it but to get true sound you have to adjust you have to adjust it to get a real sound so therefore there was an interview with Family Man who is the bass man for the Whalers which is a friend of mine also and it's on the internet, they ask him, 
What information would you give to people coming into music now to tell the youth? What would you tell them? And family man, bass man from the whaler said, tell them to study music from the 50s and 60s and study analog before digital. Study analog. Family man says study analog to know about sound, to study about true sound, analog sound, then when you go on to digital, you have more of an idea. You have more of an idea how to tune your computer for it to sound more real. Because not everybody can afford to go to a studio like Red Bull Studio. Uh, it would cost a lot of money in England for a musician to book the studio. So many people try to make music on their laptop or on their computers. They try to make music about this. So um, it's important to learn about analog as well as learning about computer. And when you link the two of them, good sound. And talking of making the most of what you have, you know, can you talk to us about the modifications that you used to make to your amplifiers? What kind of things would you do to make the most of the equipment that you had? Well, in the early days, um, the equipment was very small. So we depended more on frequency, not power. Frequencies. Frequency. We depended more on frequency, more than the power because the power will only amplify your frequency. So therefore we try to get the frequency of the bass and of these things um, working properly. So again, I speak about the professor, um, Cambridge University, London, study about music. So he go to many parties, many festival with meter to check decibel, decibel meter to study about sound. The professor conclusion was that bass helped the human body, bowels, the bowels of the human body Base can help the bowels of the body. Not Shaka say, Professor say. Shaka only repeat. Uh, not Shaka say, Professor. Base is good for your system, your digestive system. Also, you have people in car crash, in hospital, can't speak. Coma, they call it a coma. They bring iPod, cassette, put music in their ears. In hospital bed, they recover, regain senses. So music also is a therapy for people, the human body. There's elements of music which is like nature 
for the people. So these elements are very important as well to get these elements into your music when you are making your music that uh, pe other people can feel, not just hear, feel, hear, heart, and feel the beat, and then acknowledge what the music is about, what the music does for you. So those things are very important to us. Can you expand a bit on the difference between volume and frequency? Because I feel like that's an important part of the science of what you do, the difference between having loud bass and the right frequency of bass. Well, it's very difficult to explain. Um, some bass is very uh, loud, so people are too loud. But some bass is earth. Earth means like rumbling, but you don't hear. It's very low frequency. Earth is very, very low frequency. So we try to play the low frequency, which some people think it's volume, but it's not volume, it's a frequency. So it would be hard to explain unless you have some equipment where we could show the people what we are talking about. But um, frequency is, whether it is mid-range or whether it's a treble, the frequency is different. For instance then, this cartridge is a magnetic. If you were playing a record now and you take out this cartridge and put a ceramic needle, it's a different frequency. Still play the record, but completely different frequency. So might be you would have to adjust this different when you change this needle. So it's adjustment sometime and what you need to get. So um, people need to study frequency. And with that in mind, do you find it difficult when you travel to play on sound systems that aren't your own sound system? Sometimes, but um, we try our best with what we have. <laughs> Sometimes. And but we give thanks because some people are only learning. Yeah, so after we leave, they learn a bit more. So next time it's a bit better, next time a bit better. We explain and advise. Obviously you're known very well as a DJ, but what was the moment that made you decide to start creating music as a musician yourself? Well, in the 80s there was a time when, time when the oil was not so prevalent like now, oil. So in Jamaica, there was a period in the, in the 80s and 70s where no pressing in Jamaica, vinyl was very scarce. People had to read, um, like, um, regenerate old stuff to make stuff. So there was a time, like one year, in fact, Bonnie Whaler made a record, Arab Isle Weapon, 
because of those times there was no oil for other people. So we started to put trumpets, saxophone onto old music to be something different at that time, to do different things, because for one year, no records from Jamaica. So you had to make your own records. Mm. Yeah. So that's the reason you started making your own music, to have something to play. Different than other sounds. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. sound system at that time was very competitive. Tell me about that competition. Tell me about the legendary Shaka on Coxon clashes. Well, um, you, you have all these um, sound systems and on the night everybody wants to come out on top of a certain gig, everybody wants to be on top. So um, we didn't really enter as clashes really, but um, the people, when they want to take you on, you had to defend yourself with, um, but all those sound systems know that Chaka comes with a message. Mm. All of those sound systems, they know that. Shaka is a message of Rastafari, a message of Jah, a message of goodwill, righteousness, trustworthy, dignity, integrity. They know what we stand for. So Shaka sound is built on a principle, not just equipment, principle. So they know about Shaka principle. And so some people don't try to clash because we have our principle and we have uh, many supporters mm. what support us over the years because of the principles what we stand by, how That's we live. Yeah, It's really important to talk about that principle because it relates directly to you sticking to your guns with dub music through the 80s. Is it fair to say that, you know, at the end of the 70s, well, in the middle of the 80s, dub wasn't as popular when when sort of dancehall emerged and slang-tang emerged and sort of slackness sort of started to emerge in records and stuff. It's important for you to explain that turning point in the music's history and the music that was coming out of Jamaica and, and that decision that you made to stay true to your principles. Well, about 83, 84, I believe Yellow Man came to London to do a show. I believe it was in Edmonton, a place called Pickett's Lock. And it was a very big show. So um, people were thinking, Bob Marley is not here. Who will lead reggae? So people had this thinking in mind. So when Yellow Man came to England, and the roadblock, police diverting traffic, lot of excitement. They said, well, Yellow Man is great. So therefore, in Jamaica now, more DJs rise up. So when you had Sun Splash in Jamaica and this big show, DJ nights were bigger than singer night because of the excitement and the thing around it. So during that period of time, we didn't play those records of that era because it was different than because it's good to have a topic that we don't have to divert from the topic. I would like... Yeah, yeah. I'd like you to find something. The yeah, yeah. The Black Keys. Black Amazing Keys. Grace. All right. Yeah? Find that for me. 
I'm just asking him to find something that you will have an idea of something. Just a minute. People have been left behind in their schoolwork. And Wentley and this fine organization is making a difference. This has been an awesome night, isn't it, everyone? How many of you like Negro spirituals? An old black lady down south showed me something about the Negro spirituals, and I want to share it with you. Uh, you know, the black folk down south had more sense by accident than some of us have on purpose, you know what I mean? You didn't hear what I said. I heard an old black lady say, son, if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't climb it. Uh-huh, think about that for a minute. But did you know, she said to me, did you know all, just about all Negro spirituals are written on the black notes of the piano? This is absolutely true. You can go home tonight and play almost any Negro spiritual, just play the black notes on the piano. You look skeptical. Now, you can't see it out there, but I want you to watch. Watch. There are five black notes on the piano. And those same five black notes just keep recurring. And you can go home tonight and play almost any Negro spiritual, just play the black notes. Watch. You know that? Every time I feel the spirit, just black notes. Watch this. That's because the slaves didn't come to America with do, re, mi, fa, so, la, di, do. That's somebody else's skin, okay? in their musical scale with those five black notes we know it in music as the pentatonic scale and they built the power and pathos of the negro spiritual on five notes when you study music you also come across what are known as white spirituals did you know that and they are white composers who work with those that scale in early america they used to call this the slave scale and I'm going to play for you what some musicologists think is the most famous white spiritual built on the slave scale or just the black notes. song? I heard it, a man by the name of John Newton 
But do you know what John Newton did before he became a Christian? He was the captain of a slave ship. And many believe heard this melody that sounds very much like a West African sorrow chant and wrote the words Amazing Grace and set his words to a slave melody. I looked up that song. I believe God wanted that song written just the way it was written, just so that we would be reminded that as Christians, whether black or white, free or bond, in his eyes, we're all connected. We are connected. And we are connected by God's amazing grace. song in the Library of Congress. I looked up, I went to the Library of Congress, I looked up that song, and wherever you see it authentically printed, you know what it says? Words, John Newton, melody unknown. I tell the Lord, when I get to heaven, I want to meet Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but boy, I want to meet that slave called unknown. recorded that song the way I hear it when I sing it I still hear the sounds of the slave ships in the water I want to sing it for you the way John Newton probably first heard it coming up out of the belly of the ship Listen. Just an insight about music. This man is in America, and um, you can see the mixed multitude of people that are interested in the music. 
um, this is America. This man is living in America. So it's very important to know about the keys. The keys on a keyboard and the notes that you use. Shaka really uses minor notes. You have major notes and you have sharps. You have other notes that you can use, diminished notes. But there's minor notes, which we regard as angelic notes. What is used in music, minor. So, like the brother is there, practice is very important to come up with new ideas. There's seven notes in music, only seven. So it's almost a very high science that how many millions and millions and millions and billions of music is made from just these seven notes. Just seven notes in music. But billions of songs, different counteractions, different putting together. It's completely different. So when you are practicing, you will find a new way of introducing these seven notes because people have got the skill and inspiration to be able to do this. So it's very important as a subject to keep practicing, keep playing, because now they are using music to advertise on TV. Music, advertise, selling washing machine, selling soap powder, selling chair, music. It's selling to get to the people, they use music. So some people here, I don't know if people at the academy, if they can write music, because to write music is another angle within the music, to be able to write the notes on paper. So to be able to write the notes on paper, if you make an anthem or a theme song, you're able to register with companies that can use your music in a film or an advert, but they would need it written. So to write music is another study that probably the academy can let the people know. Um, we have a pretty amazing studio on the ground floor, which you've seen. Yeah, I've seen it. Very and, good. Um, I'm sure I speak on behalf of everyone in the room. That would be amazing if you would, if you have time. Yeah, we'll to, have to do something. To come and show us your <laughs> recording techniques. Yeah, we'll have to and do may, something. And maybe the basic right. principles of versioning and, and of dub as well, and your can, way of doing that. We if, can work on it. No problem. Does that sound all right? Yeah? Cool. Well, if we have time, I don't know, Wolf's the boss, but if we have time, we'll do it after this session. Otherwise... We'll do what we can. We'll do what we can. Otherwise, we'll do some more tomorrow. Talking of film, do you mind if I play a clip from um, Babylon? You can play. Because that was the first time that your system appeared on camera, right? Okay. Officially. Officially. What, can you just give us some context on what, what was Babylon? It was 1981 film. Yeah, 1981. What was it um, about? Well, really... The story is our story, really. But the people that live nearby us saw 
things that we had done and was able to go, they live in the same area to put something like this together. But the whole story is really Shaka's story. The whole story is really, <laughs> is really Shaka's story, really. We'll just play a bit of this. Light of this world, I and I redeem our Jaras the far I shall lead I and I to the promised land.
boy. Are you going to control this song tonight, you see? Me? Yes, man, you, we are dealing with. And I try, man, at all, bro. Go in, I. Hey? And I choose our top, and I choose our rider, man. Right folks now, I tell lion, front of Zion, jump the lion. Give thanks. That was Brinsley, other co-star from Aswad, and myself in the film Babylon from 81, 1981. Thank you. One of the main reasons I wanted to play that clip, apart from it being, of course, a feature film, is to play those sounds just to play those sounds because for the people in the room that haven't had the pleasure of hearing Shaka and you will on Saturday, um, a crucial part of the experience obviously is the mad echo, obviously is the delay, obviously is the reverb and obviously is the mic. But a huge part of it is a siren that has almost become officially known as the Shaka siren. And uh, I thought maybe you could just explain how that came about, how that became such a significant signature of yours, working with the siren and the delay. And now there's even an iPad app that has the word Shaka on the siren. Yeah, um, <laughs> Apple has used our name on a product <laughs> somehow. They, they didn't ask, right? No, they didn't okay. ask. Yeah. But um, they seem to have sampled, because no matter how many sirens I've made, have been made, our, our one had a unique sound, so Apple used that one in their program um, on, their, on their apps. So, um, and other sound system over the years, many sound systems, they have a siren, you know, like what they saw in the film. Because before this film, many people didn't know about Shaka mm. before this film, so, Although I had not met some people, they were able to see from this film equipment, what we use and, you know, so over the years it has been um, inspiring to know that other people have took note of what we were doing over the years and really carrying it on. Um, I've also a record here from um, what my son produced because my son has his own studio. One of my sons, they call him Young Warrior. You can find him on the internet. Um, that's one of my sons. I have a record here of, um, of his production. Should I play? Yeah, for sure. But just finish that thought about the, the famous Shaka Siren. When did you first make your first siren box oh when we started that when was about 69 and are you feeding it like into delay and then another delay or i mean no no just straight into one delay right um you and normally we use a delay called h and h but it's very difficult to get it because it runs on a, a tape loop mm -hmm. not digital it's an analog um setup um, so very difficult to get now. It's like antique H&H mm -hmm. &H echo chamber. Might be you can see it on the internet or things like that. So that's what we were using in that film. And what else is in the stack? Tell us what's, what's in the Shaka stack of... No, well, you've got the general, you know, um, the preamp. This is a basic preamp. 
but you also have bass frequencies which you can adapt like some people call it like a parametrics so we've got a, like a parametrics on the bass and a parametrics on the top it's just simple it's not so much things but it's how you use it and tell me about the science of how you set up the room well um, how do you how do you how do you tune a room when you go and sound check and you put the shaka sound system yeah in well there? like this place now if you put some boxes there in that corner it's there's an acoustic come according to the room so if your speaker was there you would play louder than putting it here because how the shape of the room and the roof can even sometime if you turn the speaker to the wall you get more bass because it rebounds rebound so over years of studying when you go into a place like this you assess where's the best place to put speaker that the people everyone can hear because we don't play like some sound system play with a stack or two stack we want surround sound so it's around everybody can hear everything so normally you have four four normally four stacks so wherever you're standing wherever you're standing you get the same sound because mm. if you are playing there now with your amplifier and all your boxes are here you would turn up more to hear it mm. so you know that's not good to us we need monitor to monitor the sound from there to here to have an idea that all of them now will sound equal mm. so that's part of balance when i was a kid i went to some festivals and stuff that where there used to be guys in lab coats and it would say sound provided by jashaka mm-hmm. do you still like rent sound or create sound for other people as well or is it just exclusively yourself now well you know that young warriors his own sound system i think you can see you can show him on the okay his sound his own sound system so he's doing new generation of dub and he played with red bull twice in england mm-hmm. for red bull recently culture clash um so there's things happening you can show a clip with him i think right. i can play, his, play record. his record yeah yeah just before you do that tell us about the 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 just bef- while we finish off the the stack tell us about the selector tradition of always having that one turntable at eye level yeah well um i always talk about this turntable in this way because um that turntable garad is built during the war time so those turntable exist between 1945 and 1950 you still use no yeah, you use you no, still using it? still using Garrard, yeah. So it's very old. So this is like antique now. It costs a lot of money on the internet to get a turntable like that. Because um, the, it's completely different. The arm is completely different from these. So you don't get that feedback to the arm. Because those turntables were built to play 78 records. 
yeah, they're, they're built to play. So you've got speed. These turntables only have 33 and 45. Mm -hmm. But the old garage is built for 78 records. So therefore, um, you've got like Nina Simone, My Baby Don't Cares For Me and all those things on that. Those things, Good Night My Love, Pleasant Dreams, is, was on originally 78 records. So the early sounds in England used to have to have Garrard as they couldn't play. There were no records yet from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. But we found out about when you link it up with equipment, it gives less feedback than any turntable in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, less feedback. You can put it on the floor and play it. So you don't need to isolate it from the... So much now, like other turntables. So that's the reason why we still use it. And, yeah. the, and the syndrome? The yeah, well, that's uh, very important because um, um, other people have taken it like the siren, but we actually play it, um, like you saw in Babylon film. Um, so that was another iconic thing that people um, saw with us. So we try to develop new things and people see, and um, we test lots of things. What we haven't even used yet, but we, we test things to know, is, does it sound good? Mm. Test, test, mm. test. Lots of different things we test to get right sound. And with the vintage and with the more archive old school equipment, are you still using that because it's what you know? Or are you only using it because you haven't heard anything that sounds as no, good? No, well, if we even make new amplifiers now, it has to be on a par with the old ones. Because yeah. the preamp is built to deliver a certain punch. So we can use the valve amplifiers, build a transistor amplifier to be able to sound like it. Because you've got an idea what type of sound you want to get. So therefore, we can put things in the amplifier on the driving stage to give it a definite sound. So when you turn up, that's the sound you will get. And don't change. There's a set frequency, which once we've got it, we leave. We don't keep turning, turning. We leave that frequency there. And the treble frequency and mid-range frequency the same. So actually, you can play any record like that, sometimes you might need a little more treble or a little more bass according to the record. Um, some records are made on um, reissued vinyl. So sometimes the quality is not excellent, so you have to have a good preamp. In the early days, people didn't play Studio One records unless you had a good sound. Because the sound on it, you had to, the vinyl was crackly. On the record, so to get that out, the garage um, needle used on the garage was already equalization in the needle because of playing 78 record. To get that at that speed, it was the garage turntable was the best to play Studio One and these early pressings, which were not um, of high quality. And when you're isolating, when you're actually playing and you're isolating the bass, and the is that an isolator that you've made yourself? No, that's a crossover that's built in the preamp. Right. Okay. First, yeah, we build that in to the system. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, so when other people went to the builder, they said, oh, we want a preamp like Shaka's one. So, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. This is your son. Yeah, this is produced by my son. Um, this is the vocalist Sister Beloved. Not just men sing music, women sing as well. Young Warrior Production. of the land. Every nation wants freedom. Every nation wants freedom. And it's um, necessary that every nation has freedom. And everybody wants a freedom because it's been taken away from them. The freedom to love each other, freedom of speech, Movement and religion is a human right. So we talk about freedom of the land because the human rights are there, um, that everybody wants freedom, no matter what nation you belong to. When you're, when you're free, you're happy, you're joyous. And it's very important you can more develop and come up with ideas um, to progress yourself.
Young Warrior Production. I tell you truth and right. I judge you truth and right. Truth and right, judge a righteousness. Truth and right, judge a righteousness. We have freedom. Freedom of Jalan, you know. We have to get freedom someday. Freedom is what we want today. Creation. Job before creation. Tell it to the nations. Tell it to the nations. Job before creation. Equal rights and justice stands for all. Equal rights and justice. All nations want equal rights. Fighting for equal rights and justice for one and all. All nations want freedom. All nations want their freedom. All nations want freedom. Young Warrior Production, Rastafari. Notice the reference on the bass. The notes you are hearing is minor chords, minor chords. So some people who read about music could tell you now what chord this is in. Is it A minor? Is it D? Is it E? Is it F? Is it G? When you study music, you could tell now what key this music is in. So there's much more studies to know about keys, to just listen and know. Is it F? Is it D? Is it E? Is it a minor? Is it a major? Is it a flat? Is it a diminished note? There's many notes, so you have to study about it. Rastafari. Can I play something from um, the Commandments of Dub album? Okay. Early. Early. Early Shaka, because this is some of your first releases, right? And this, uh, some of the sounds on this LP must have been the most sampled in UK music sound effects. Definitely. Let's try this one. Rolling, 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 rolling,
This is from Commandments of Top Chapter 1. Rastafari. From 1980. 1980, this one. Shaka Label. Commandments of Top. Shaka playing bass on this one. Shaka on bass, yeah. Yeah, some of the sound effects from the past, you know? So you talked to us about the um, the techniques in, in in the dance, but do you want to talk us a little bit of studio technique when you're in the studio? What's your approach in the studio when you're producing? Well, we go to the studio with a clear mind and leave room for Jah to inspire. So you go to the studio, clear canvas, and leave room for inspiration and then we come up with ideas which is new because it's not good to go in the studio all the time to copy somebody's music what has been done already it's good to create your own music with your own blend and your own notes your own changes your own bridges so we like to do that to create yeah to create um, new music from the seven notes. And it's worth mentioning that your label has released music from the likes of Johnny Clark, um, who else? Max Romeo. Harris Andy, Max Harris Romeo, Andy, Bim Sherman. Brothers, Bim Sherman, yeah, it's a list of... Um, and amongst it, Vivian Jones, English artists, many of them, Sister Rashida. And um, now we are, my son has released four new albums this year, so it's, um, we still um, work with the community hmm. and try to spot talent where it's possible. Um, so if we spot a talent and it's good, we let that person know and give them more confidence, even if they're not working with us. But to go on to be a success, we try to advise them. Mm. And with that in mind, which are there any selectors or sounds, young sounds that you that you think are Well you have a new generation of sounds which play with like my son and they, mm. they play in England like Iration and you have um Earthquake, another sound system which is in that kind of genre, that kind of era. Um but a lot of the old sound system doesn't really exist again. Mm. A lot of the old one from the 60s. Um, uh, you, had, you had Duke Reed, you had Coxon, you have Count Shelley, um, you have Sir Fanso, you have Fatman, you have Quaker City from Birmingham. A lot of good sounds which help their community at that time. 
Because as I was saying, the music was important to keep people together. So you had a lot of um, sound system what played for their people. So if they were playing at the dance with you, they could have their friends and your friends would meet and sometime, and sometime friendly. Depends, you know, between sound men. Because the sound people have control. If they don't make noise on the microphone to each other, the people will be all right if they are not against each other. So if um, we should go in a dance and I say, one love to the next sound, and the sound said, one love back, it would be like a peaceful um, mm -hmm. affair. And you are able to put over a message clearly. Because when you have um, no preacher, has ever been preaching in the church to give a sermon and be interrupted. So sometimes if you know a lot of sound is making noise, we don't really play with sound system because we, we want the message to be very clear about, you know, so you don't want um, too much diversion because you know some of the sound system are playing um, different type of music. And because we have got our topic from a long time, that's, um, we continue that road. Ja has inspired us and he gave us this gift and we are honored to be able to play um, a role in the development of reggae and the development of a generation of people around the world. We are honored to be able. You mentioned community. A lot of your um, dances would happen in community centers where often alcohol is not served, which means that there's not so much restriction on the license, which means that often when you leave, it's the, the buses are running again and the tubes are running again and it's the next day. All night. Yeah. All night. So how, how long as a DJ, how long as a selector, you know, would you play for on average on a Jar Shaka dance? Sometimes eight, nine hours, sometimes. Mm. Sometimes 12. Mm. <laughs> Depends. Sometimes you have festivals, uh, big affairs where the people want us to play. For. So the promoter might try to say, can you finish? But the people say, no, 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 yeah. we want more, we want more. So we play for the people. Mm. <laughs> so. I remember it was always sort of a known thing that you had to wait to th about 3 o'clock was the time where Shaka would open the dub plate box. Yeah, well, dub plate box stays closed until about three or yeah, four in the morning. You always had, and that's, people talk about this because we promote most of the labels that come out in the world that makes music, which is our topic about God, about his majesty, about truth and rights. We promote all these labels around the world. We do promotion for labels, not just Shaka music. We promote all these other labels. It's a big list of labels that make roots music what fit our topic. Mm. The things I'm saying, there's music that is made. So sometimes I look at it to say, the people have helped my subject by making this music. Because I can get them and put them into my sermon. Oh, my message what I'm putting over. So um, that's a part of it that the young youths get promotion. Because when we started Sound System, you must know, 
that there was no radio station. There's no, reggae was not being promoted on the radio like now. At that time, the only promotion you had was sound system and parties. So um, that was the only way people would know the records like from Jamaica. We have had many good friends over the years. Some are not with us now. Like Greg Isaac, a good friend of mine. And we, you know, we are in Jamaica together, we're in London together. There's John Holt, a good friend of mine that um, might be I can find the picture on the laptop to show you John Holt and myself. This, this year, Garant's Festival. Um, so a lot of people have played um, a big part in reggae, Sugar Minot. People like this have played, you know, a big part. So we hope that the companies that sell reggae Sometimes we look back and look at these artists and able to help their families because they've made big impact on record company, whether Island Records, CBS, EMI, all these labels, Virgin. A big impact was made by these artists in the early days to build these companies to what they are. So we pray that at some time, the companies will be able to put something back like Red Bull is doing now because I've asked you about it. You said you're leaving the studio here for the students in the academy, which is very good that you have left something for them to continue and practice. So we give thanks that Red Bull was able to set up this academy in Japan. Thank you. All right, we're going to open up for some questions from the room, but before we do that, um, you just, Chaka wanted to play a recording recently made in Edinburgh to give you a little flavour of what the... Yeah, not recent. We just play any part, right? Yeah. You want me to start it from the beginning? This is a live dance in a place named Scotland in Great Britain. Scotland. Edinburgh. The singer is Twinkle Brothers, Norman Grant. The sound system we are playing on on that night is Messenger from Edinburgh. The club is the Bongo Club in Scotland, Edinburgh.
Should we play this? Some of the time. Rastafari. And one thing we have to mention is, as we were just talking about, is the, the famous Shaka last tune. And it's always famous because you always draw some dub play that everyone's been waiting for about seven hours to hear. <laughs> and it's also famous because it's pretty much the only time that you can see anyone because it's been so dark up until that point and then the lights come on. And um, there's a few on YouTube and I can't find the right one, but we'll just play a random one from the Dome in London um, to give you an idea of what it looks like at seven in the morning. <laughs> oh, we've got two things going on there, sorry. My bad. bad now I don't know how many of these people know they're being filmed but we've all been there there's a lot of clips where you can actually see Shaka at the controls which are better than this one so I'll leave you to find those in your own time but the Shaka last tune is always a special moment um, where are you playing on Saturday What's the venue on Saturday? Unit. unit. Perfect. All right. Well, make sure we're all going to be at Unit on Saturday, hopefully until the last tune for sure. Um, have we got any questions? Because time is running out and I want to make sure that you get a chance to ask questions to Mighty Shaka. Oh, there you go. All right. Hello. Hello? Hello. Hey. Um, yes. This is quite a humbling experience. I'm a big fan of your uh, work and legacy. Um, and also quite a fan of a lot of other British uh, Caribbean hybrids, you know, like Mikey Dread and Aswad and Through to the Specials and, uh, you know, Funboy 3. Um, this is kind of a delicate question, but 
I wondered how yourself and the early British black community responded to white people wanting to um, integrate with your scene. And, you know, from like David Rodigan wanting to, you know, do his own sound system in Kingston and things like that. Did it, did it flatter you or did you want to protect it? Well, um, you know, that ska was a music that existed long time ago. Yeah, music yeah, yeah. of ska. And one of the famous people in it was Prince Buster in Jamaica. Blue Beat Records, Prince Buster, made Judge Dredd and a lot of other songs. Well, when he came to England, it was white people that met him, not black, at the airport. It was white people. Um, we called them at that time skinheads. They wear small pork pie hats, crumby coats, Dr. Martin boots, they were meeting Prince Buster. So you had, uh, you had a lot of people that recognized from scam music and came in. Even the punk music, they recognized it from the early ska. That many groups like Madness and all these groups that exist, they learned from reggae. UB40, all these big groups, their parents were playing records in parties for them to know red, red wine, all these songs. For them to know, their parents were playing them. So um, I knew David Rodigan before he was famous. Yeah, because he used to come and listen to Sound System. Because we are playing now for 49 years. That's the length of time, nearly 50 years, five decades. So when Rodigan came, he saw us, sound systems, to know about music. But he study about music, and um, some early people in um, music business, might be their names don't come up often, John and Felicity Hassel, they used to cut dub plates and of the machine in a place named Barnes in England. So we used to meet David Rodigan there um, with these people. Cause it was very um, tight community at that time in reggae. So when you had somebody like John Hassel, a man named Graham Goodall, and a man named Tony Ashfield, they were able to go to Jamaica and put strings, violins and things onto John Holt music. So it's some idea of some producers in London that were able to go to Jamaica with these ideas too. So the idea is still working, it's carrying on regardless of who, because the truth carries no color. The truth doesn't have a color. So it doesn't matter who spoke the truth, it's if it's true. And your inside will say it's true. So there's no color barrier within our functioning or the playing of music. As you can see from some crowd, it's mixed. Yeah. Was, that how, was that how you felt at the time? Uh, like in the early sort of like 60s and 70s? Is that well, it was very difficult um, for black people, but when you was good at something, the white people recognized you. 
when you're good at something. So if you was playing football in school and they said the white guy should pick the team and he knew you were a good footballer, he would pick you first because he wants to win. Not because of color, he wants to win. So because you have got that skill, he would put you in his team. So when you are skillful at something, it, you are recognized more. So you had to work hard to be recognized in those early days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Okay. Um, hi, I'm very moved with, with everything you've shared with us. Well, no. And I wanted to ask you about how your spiritual search has influenced your sound search. I mean, how frequencies and that kind of approach to your tools with which you work have, you know, I mean, I get the Well, as you have said in that word spiritual, spiritual um, around us and to accept spiritual understanding and put it into action, not just to know, to put it into action. So the topic of Africa, the topic of uh, the Almighty, the Most High, Jah, Rastafari, these things are topics which we pass on to people, which is very important to me. So Rastafari is not just um, a religion, it's a way of life. It's a principle, it's a way of living. So, and it, the Bible says, um, let, do your work to let others see that they might glorify God. Not the person, because we are just a tool. We are just a tool God uses to get to the people. All of us is tools. Yeah, you have gifts and you have talent. It's up to each person to investigate their talent and link it with the spiritual things in life. Link it with nature. Yeah, it's very important. Nature is very important, uh, a, a subject to link music. So it's like really a science to be able to receive message and transfer message to people. Receive, transfer. So um, spiritually, that is what gives us the inspiration and, um, and the knowledge and the understanding. Because you can know about a word, but to understand what the word means, it's a different thing. So you, um, it's always an investigation. So every day, there is something to learn each and every day, when you're spiritually linked. Yeah, make sure your mind is clear that you can receive spiritual message to enlighten you, that you can make changes where changes are necessary. Thank you. Hello, uh, do we have time? We have time for another one, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so we talked about uh, how bass is good for your body, you know, and how you have a message in the, in the lyrics, in the music. And I was wondering about the role of the siren in your in your music. Uh, I was thinking maybe, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but it could be like some kind of, like you have a siren on, a, on an ambulance to, to warn people about your message. Yes. Is it is it something in the likes? Definitely. Okay. And it's like you were throwing a spear. Yeah, so it's a warning and people yeah, it causes people to think. Yeah, it causes the mind to reflect. So very important. In fact, we were playing with a sound system in Brixton before when some speaker was on fire in Brixton Town Hall, and we played a record with the siren to say, come quickly, you're boxing up. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, it worked, yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Hello. Um, yeah, I've always been interested in how, in hindsight, how easy it is to trace the lineage of reggae from and then slowing it down to and so on. And I was wondering, at the time, how conscious were you of that? And how, how much did you see the development happening or did it seem to arrive in its fully fledged form? Well, you have the 70s, which was an era of um, people were making, like in the 60s, uh, the, the music and lyrics were more dance. People were happy dancing. In the 70s, it became more message. In the 70s, people used to sing about what's happening to them, not American songs, like they used to hear on the radio and sing back. They used to sing about, yes, I met Tom yesterday. They put that lyrics, or Gregory said, I gave her the key to her front door. Somebody like Lego said, yes, I was there the day when he gave her the key. <laughs> so it's more reality music in the 70s. And you have certain artists that come with messages like Burning Spear, coming from the North Coast, like Twinkle Brothers. You have singers who are message singers, and you have singers who sing reggae. So you have different branches of reggae, different branches. Now you have dancehall, now you have bashmen, but it's a different branch. But when you have a tree, and you break off all the branches, break off all, the root is still there, the roots. So other things are there, but the root is dominant, as you don't have a tree if you don't have a root. So it's, that's where we are really, you know, to make sure that we are at the source, the source. Yeah, that's where we stay. Thanks, man. Yeah. I think we. I th do we have to wrap it up? Yeah, I think it's time. To, I'm sorry that we've run out of time, but um, I'm sure you will join me in saying that that was amazing, and um, to give thanks to the mighty Jashaka. Thank you.
I'd just like to say something. I don't know if any students are here, students of university or college. Two subjects are very important, otherwise than music. There's two important subjects, geography and history. It's very important because you can trace. You can trace time. You can find out where it happened, when it happened, how it happened, and who did it. We can find out these things by studying history and geography to find out where the countries are. Like when they say Christ came from Bethlehem, do you know where Bethlehem is on the map? So there's things to find out in geography. Do we know where the Nile began? The river Nile that people used to use as a road to transport ships to bring to other countries. Abyssinia, the place that it was called before it is called Africa. The place we could now call Africa, that shape was Abyssinia before the history. So when you study about these things, that is why now you have students that study in the universities, they are finding out the truth. Nowadays you have the internet and all these things where people can communicate and find out things. But it's how you use what you have, find out, out, what you have found out because everyone has got a talent and a skill. So the students going to college, it will be very important for the future of this country and the future of the world. We don't know what country the next great leader will come from. I'm sure you heard about Marcos Garvey and these people. Gandhi used to be in contact with Marcos Garvey. Elijah Muhammad, which the Muslims speak of, was in contact with Marcos Garvey, because Marcos Garvey philosophy spread amongst many nations. So there's a philosophy that when people stick to those principles, um, other people will see and it can carry on from generation to generation, because what I'm speaking about is thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history to come to this stage today. It's thousands of years of history. So it's very important that the students keep up the good work in the school and tell the children the same thing because they eventually will take up our jobs. One love, Rastafari. I've got one song you can play us out with. So you're going to be around tomorrow to in the studio. Is that possible? Uh, I don't know if we have time today, but I don't know. We'll find out shortly because I know that a lot of participants are DJing or performing live tonight. Um, yeah, and if not, maybe we can do something tomorrow. I'm sure we'd all love love that if you could come to the control room downstairs. Don't forget Shaka's playing on Saturday as well. And... Um, He's going to give us something to... I need to hear some more music. I don't know about you, but just to finish off with...
And let's say thanks once again. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.